0: You are listening to a Live Mint Production, brought to you
1: by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Capital Calculus, the show which focuses on the intersection of politics and economics. In democracies like India, there is always a fierce contest for political power. The social capital so earned is deployed in defining government spending priorities and public policy. So, it is fair to say that in a democracy, all policy is politics. And policy moves should therefore be viewed through the prism of politics. Every week, I will explore this intersection of politics and economics to try and give you a fresh perspective on the week that was. I am your host, Anil Pandhmana Last week, the World Bank put out an update. This time, dealing with the impact of COVID-19 pandemic on poverty. In April, it had said 40 to 60 million people would fall into poverty. Since then, there has been a worldwide lockdown. Growth projections have gone south. The informal economy has been terribly hit. So now the bank says the number of new poor could be anywhere between 70 to 100 million. Important to remember, this is the addition to the ranks of the poor. Most of this new poor were either not born poor or had managed to escape it. For India, this is bad news. The economics is devastating and the politics frightening. Even before the pandemic, 1 in 2 Indians were vulnerable to poverty. Why? 9 out of 10 workers hold jobs in the informal economy. The surge in non-communicable diseases means most risk a health shock. Connect the dots. It's clear then, that COVID-19 will force a big surge in the number of new poor. This adds a new dimension to the fight against poverty. Not only do you have to lift people out of poverty, but you have to prevent them from descending into it. Something easier said than done. How do you catch people before they fall back into poverty? And doing so, when the informal economy is the biggest employer. To dig deeper into this, I have with me today Anirudh Krishna. At present, he is a Professor of Public Policy and Political Science at Duke University. His research focuses on poverty, especially the new poor that we have been talking about. His published works include a very prescient and insightful book written 10 years ago. This must-read is titled, One Illness Away, Why People Become Poor and How They Escape Poverty. Particularly relevant today in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome, Anirudh, and thank you for doing this. Thank you, Anil. Thank you for having me on the show. Great. Uh, Anirudh, if I could begin by asking you, the onset of this COVID pandemic and the subsequent lockdown has devastated the global economy, particularly developing country economies, and jobs have been lost. How do you see this impacting the fight to eradicate poverty?
2: I think that's a million dollar question Anil and uh, it's a very timely one. I, I see at least two different kinds of influences on poverty and let's call it the health impact and separately the income impact. And both the health impact and the income impact have a direct short term dimension and a indirect longer term dimension. So let me explain what I mean by this. So if we look at the health impact, then the direct short term impact is the infection rate, coupled by the quality of treatment. You know, how successfully is a country able to contain the infection rate through isolation measures, through testing, through tracking, through whatever. And how contained is the health impact upon individuals? In the longer term, the health impact takes on a different dimension, which is more by way of if you have fallen ill, what have been the costs that you've borne on treatment? And it is these costs that have often driven people into poverty in the past, not just in India, but in every country where universal high quality health care is not available as a matter of right. I mean India is headed in that direction and I'm very glad that the government of India has launched what will be the largest national health insurance program in the world. I'm very glad that the government has taken heed of what I have been crying about for many years the need for this kind of protection. So in these two respects, based on what we know right now, I'm not terribly worried that large numbers of people will fall into poverty in India on account of the health impact, short term, medium term, unless something changes hugely tomorrow and the day after, which we don't know about. The second set of impacts, the income impacts, the livelihood impacts, these are the ones I am more concerned about.
1: It's interesting because this the World Bank last week uh, came out with uh, new projections on global growth and consequently they have linked it to poverty and they have identified precisely what you are talking about, the new poor, that a new class of people are going to fall into poverty. Basically, they were not born poor you know, or they had got out of poverty either way. So they are going to fall back into poverty. So it is a key part of your research. How do you see this? So I would say
2: that the World Bank needs to be more careful in applying a distinction that the World Bank has itself uh, helped uh, make popular in the world, which is the distinction between uh, transitory poverty and abiding or structural poverty. So I think what's happened right now is a huge increase in transitory poverty because that part of the family's income which was coming from the migrant worker has stopped coming. Uh, It's not going to become longer term stochastic poverty until A situation arises where people are eating into their capital stocks, where people are selling assets like their animals, like their ornaments, uh, like their land eventually in order to be able to pay for consumption.
1: Clearly then we have to brace for a surge in the ranks of the new poor. There's an important subtext though. They start with a significant handicap. Their ability to trade up is capped, limited by the multiple informalities like jobs, homes and so on. Add to this the risk of an unpredictable health shock. I turn to Anirudh to explore solutions. Anirudh, you are saying effectively there is a glass ceiling and which kind of prevents people from really rising out of a slum into a middle class or rise up to an upper middle class. Like your recent book, Broken Ladder, alludes to the similar argument, right? Uh,
2: That's exactly right, Anil. I mean, in that book, I give numerous examples and not just, you know, large statistics. I give that too, but also individual stories of people I've met in slums in villages who are capable of achieving so much, but end up, being at fairly low positions because of a number of reasons, uh, and those reasons are becoming better known. Uh, solutions to those reasons are being developed by organizations in India who are doing wonderful work on a very small scale.
1: Another, you know, you had mentioned the fact that uh, the social safety nets particularly it's like Mandrega, which is ongoing. And on the other side, uh, the Ayushman Bharat, that uh, insurance scheme for about 600 million Indians. Mm -hmm. So you, how, how, you know, are these like the right steps given the current circumstances to avoid the kind of situation that you're talking about where you end up in long-term poverty, you know, not transient poverty?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Anil, I think, I think these are both very good and very laudable steps because you have to keep in mind just the immense scale of getting anything done in India. I mean, India is like 10 other countries, 20 other countries and uh, having a solution for all of India is always going to result in a solution that's uneven. You know, it works really well in some places and at some times and quite poorly in other places and at other times. That's just the nature of a beast of this dimension. Uh, having said that, let me also say that, yes, you know, these these income supports, Munrega, um, the healthcare supports Ayushman Bharat, plus the availability of good quality care itself. I mean, Ayushman Bharat makes the money available, doesn't make the care available. I hope that also happens. But then there's, there's a longer term thing also, right? I mean, every crisis is
1: also an opportunity. Every crisis is an opportunity. Nice way to sign off, Anirudh. And thank you for doing this. To conclude then, the COVID pandemic has put the spotlight on poverty, especially the new poor. It is, I believe, forcing a long overdue rethink on the poverty debate. Social safety nets are just one part. Ayushman Bharat, another. What is really needed is a transparent, rules-based regime, an enabling environment that incentivizes talent. At the moment, unfortunately, India is still very much an exceptions-based regime, where class, caste and religion can tilt the scales over competence. Any blueprint for a new India should have no place for this. That's all for today. You can reach me on Twitter at Capital Calculus or on Facebook and Instagram at HT Smartcast. I'll be back next week with a new episode of Capital Calculus. Till then, stay safe.
0: This was Alive Mint Production, brought to you by HT Smartcast.
2: HT Smartcast.